and then go home and have a voicemail waiting for me to be like, Oh my God, I had such a good time. Let's go out again. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I, is that what guys sound like? To you? <laughs> oh my God. I had a great time. But Who I think were you like dating in 2009. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Sounds like a vampire. But that- Welcome to the Rom-Com Rewind Podcast. I'm Sarah. And my name's Devin. And I love re-watching movies over and over again. And I actually really love romantic comedies. Please don't judge me. So this is a show where we re-watch rom-coms, break them down a bit for you, maybe take a peek behind the curtain, dig beneath the surface, and decide, does it still hold up? Today we have... He's, He's just, just not that into you. Directed by Ken Kuapis. He was also involved in... The Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. This is an ensemble rom-com. Many storylines to follow along here. Tons of big names. And I think it's going to be the last ensemble we do for a while because it takes so much explaining. So our main storyline is Gigi, played by Jennifer Goodwin. Jennifer Goodwin, yeah. Spelt G-I-N-N. It's Jennifer. Uh, We open with with her on a date with Connor Barry. Played by uh, Kevin Connolly. He's the very short man from Entourage. And he kind of blows her off after the date. And that kind of becomes the catalyst of the movie. Because then it becomes like a, oh, why didn't he call? Oh, maybe he's out of town. Maybe he's sick. Maybe his cat had many, many babies. That's my impression (laughs) of all the female characters. You think he has a cat? Oh, oh, Connor Barry 100% has a cat. We see Gigi's coworkers give all these different reasons why he could possibly have not called. Uh, I could possibly be that he's just not that into you, Gigi. So she goes to the bar that Connor frequents, meets Chris Long's character, Alex, who lets her in on the premise of the movie, and it's all those stories about the guy not calling for two months, and now, oh, those people are married with 25 kids. Those stories are all <laughs> the exception. Yes. And the rule is, if he didn't call you, and if he acts like he doesn't care, and if he's kind of a douchebag, it's that he doesn't want to call you, and he's just not that into you, and he's actually kind of just a douchebag. Oh, and we also, wow, okay, so that's the main storyline. There's like five other storylines. Yeah. We have Ben, Bradley Cooper's character, who's married to Janine, Jennifer Connelly's character, but has an affair with Anna, that's Scarlett Johansson's character. We have Neil, played by Ben Affleck, has a blow-up fight with Beth, Jennifer Aniston's character, because they've been dating for like seven years, and he's like, I don't want to get married, and she's like, I secretly want to get married. <laughs> well, it's not secret. Is she's it? pretty upfront about it. She is upfront when they get into the fight. Um, and then we have Mary, played by Drew Barrymore. Her story is that she's friends with Anna and kind of just... Gives really bad advice. Gives horrible advice. <laughs> yeah. Um, and ultimately, she ends up with Connor Barry. Side note, I feel like you're going to get to this later. Mm-hmm. Connor, at the beginning, was casually sleeping with Anna. No, not sleeping at all. <laughs> they weren't <laughs> sleeping together. They slept together once. <laughs> yeah. And then he just became her guppy. Emotional support. Emotional support animal. He's like that dog you bring on planes, right? <laughs> oh my God, that's awful. <laughs> I'm not sure how much we're going to keep of this. <laughs> He's so I, definitely her emotional support and foot massager. You know what? Let's just call him the emotional support animal. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Uh, and there, I think we've kind of teed up the movie. So what are your first thoughts? <laughs> I think you captured it very well. There's a lot going on. So much. Yeah, throughout this entire movie. Um and there's lots of there's lots of players in it. Like there's lots of of characters doing a whole bunch of stuff. It's it's hard to keep track sometimes, I think. Yeah, I like I I still love this movie. I 
I think it's very transferable still, which I like, because the whole story of, like, if a guy's acting like a D-bag, there's so many girls who are like, oh, my God, it's my project. I'm going to fix him. He's going to be great. And it's like, yeah. he's probably just going to still be a D-bag for a long time because guys <laughs> yeah. aren't that complicated. Yeah. And the whole premise is, like, if a guy doesn't call you, don't make up all these reasons why he didn't call you. If I want to talk to you, I'm going to talk to you. Yeah, if you, if you want it to happen, you'll make it happen. Bingo. So yeah. I think to that end, it's a very transferable uh, premise. With that said, watching it again like 11 years later, I love Bradley Cooper's character when I first watched it. God, why? I'm, yeah, I know. And That's now horrible. rewatching it, I'm like, oh, he's a horrible person. Yeah. He checks all the, am I a horrible man boxes? All of them. <laughs> So we're going to do a deep dive on him. So this movie for me is a love-hate relationship. I agree with you that I think the movie, some of the stuff in the movie still holds up. And mm. I think, you know, trying to find that special someone um, and navigating the dating world, um, I think we still see this, see how hard it is, I think, to find that and to have to go through a whole bunch of fish in the sea before you find the the special fish, you know? This is a fun analogy. <laughs> I don't know. I'm <laughs> trying to come up with one. On the fly. Yeah. You remind me of Michael Scott from The Office where he's like, I start a sentence and I don't know where it's going to go. I just keep That's talking. That's actually what that <laughs> sentence was. <laughs> I'll be honest. Um, but yeah, to find that, you know, to find your special fish. <laughs> I mean, I like the movie. I don't love the movie. Interesting. Um, Gigi drove me crazy. Okay. It, without Gigi, if Gigi was played by somebody else, would you enjoy it? Probably. Okay, interesting. Um, I I like I like Jennifer Goodwin. I actually Jennifer Jennifer Goodwin. Um, I like her in in a lot of other stuff that she does. Um, but I found she is a psycho in this movie. She is a stage five clinger. Oh yeah. Constantly, like she's the one in the office that's constantly talking about her love life, obsessed with finding somebody, and like she pretty much stalks the people who she goes on dates with. Obviously, she goes to Connor Berry's frequented bar. Okay, can I can I pick out that scene as something that bothered me right off the top? So, sure. uh, Gigi ends up vi vibing with Alex, the bartender friend. Yeah. That whole scene is totally non-believable. Alex is bartending, being like, hey, why are you looking for my best friend, Connor Berry? And she's like, oh, he left this pen. <laughs> Immediately, Alex realizes that's a fake story. That's not his pen. I know that for a fact. Well, and why do we know that again? Because she has like a doctor's office pen. A dentist. A dentist's office and pen. And Alex's dad is the dentist. Right. He's like, actually, my father is his dentist. Yeah. So this can't possibly be his pen. Small world right there. Or I guess small neighborhood right there. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Alex's next step is, I'm going to spend until last call chatting with this woman. Absolutely incorrect. If you're a bartender and that goes down, he walks to the other bartender. He's like, hey, dude, uh, see that woman at the end of the bar? <laughs> oh, the one with the crazy eyes? Yeah, she's a psychopath. We need to be really shitty at serving her until she leaves, okay? She's a soul sucker. Yeah. At that point. As well, can I ask you a question? Okay. The whole thing with Connor Barry yeah. uh, and Gigi, they mm -hmm. have a date. Mm -hmm. They leave. They're walking down the street in separate directions. Yeah. She sees him go on his cell phone. <laughs> yeah. And she automatically assumes, she's like, oh my God, guys, he's leaving a voicemail on my answering machine at home. Which, like, why would she think that? Well, is that a creepy or a cute move? Um, in 2009, when we still had landlines, but also cell phones. That seems ridiculous. Yeah. I don't know if it's creepy. I think it's 
not common. Like I wouldn't expect to go on a date and then go home and have a voicemail waiting for me to be like, Oh my God, I had such a good time. Let's go out again. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I, is that what guys sound like? To you? <laughs> oh my God. I had a great time. But Who I think like dating in 2009. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Sounds like a vampire. But that's, but that's what I mean. Like, I don't think I'd go home and have a voicemail waiting for me. But would it be cute? Okay, so I, I'm I guess if you you're would... really into them, yeah, yeah, it would be cute. For sure. Why wouldn't it be? You'd be flattered about it. You'd be like, oh my gosh. Okay, so it's He not wants creepy. to date me. But then Connor doesn't do that. He's an asshole and immediately calls the girl. He's not sleep. He, he calls his emotional support person. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think Connor wasn't necessarily in the wrong because like i think i mean i don't think you should ghost anybody but i think oh you think he's okay with ghosting her no like i said don't ghost her but i think he if if Gigi was successful in getting a hold of him by calling or showing up at the bar and seeing him like i think he should have the gall to say you know what i'm just not into you (laughs) but she is a psycho for going everywhere that he goes do girls actually have the conversations that Gigi and her coworkers Janine and Beth had about the Connerberry date where they're like, okay, so he hasn't called in like 12 hours. What? Did you guys hug? And she's like, yeah, we hugged. Was it before the goodbye <laughs> or after the goodbye? That seems ridiculous. Does that happen? <laughs> I don't think it happens to that extent. I mean, you definitely, you don't necessarily dissect a date, mm. but you talk about it with your girlfriends. Okay. Like, you don't go as far as he said it was really nice to meet me or it was really nice to see me. And it's like, okay, well, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> it's not that intense. But I think like the overall feel of the date and kind of like what happened at a high level, I think that happens. We talk about a vibe. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But if there was like one word that somebody said, would you be like, but guys, he said, <laughs> great he to said meet I'm me. He said I'm a fish. <laughs> he said I'm a <laughs> started talking about an emotional support animal. I don't know. Yeah. It's super weird. <laughs> um, shall we move on to the the trifecta of uh, bizarre horribleness that is Ben, Anna, and Janine? Oh, God, that's a train wreck. Because Ben, Bradley Cooper's character, once upon a time, I did actually like him when yeah. I first watched this movie. back in two, I, I was 19 at the time. So picture 19 Devin... Ignore the frosted tips because I can oh my see God. in your eyes Kate, you want to talk about that. Who has <laughs> frosted tips in right. 2009? Bradley Cooper sure does. Oh, I couldn't believe it when it started. The, when the movie started, I mean, I, I watched it a few times before. When it started, I was like, okay, wait, wait, when when did this movie come out again? 2009. Okay. Um, no one had frosted tips then. No one. <laughs> so uh, Bradley Cooper's <laughs> character. Yeah. Who, by the way, they foreshadowed this. Oh, yes. Janine. So Janine and Gigi are chatting in Janine's house, and they're talking about how Connor Barry hasn't called, because that seemed like the first 20 minutes of the movie was just, oh my God, he hasn't called. And Janine says these words. She's like, when we first started dating, Ben didn't call for like 11 days, and now he's the best husband (laughs) ever. Famous last words. Never say those words in the first 20 minutes of a romantic comedy because that means your character is the one that gets dumped <laughs> at some point in the movie. No. It goes horribly wrong if you say that. So, Ben, let's let's go through the list. Okay. He's, he's smoking behind his wife's back. Oh, yes. And convincing her that she's crazy about Renos and that's why she's attacking him about it. Yeah. He's not having sex with her, doesn't want to have kids with her, and on top of that, he is having sex with this 
yoga instructing perspective musician. Wannabe musician, yeah. Yeah, if you're looking at like the pantheon of how many times can you completely f*** up, he's got like three of the top five answers on the board. There's a scene where he's talking to his wife and they're talking about painting the room and the house Mm. and she's like oh like why don't we paint it yellow and he's like okay we could paint it yellow completely oblivious right and you know exactly where it's going yeah absolutely right away gender neutral yeah and she's like yeah you know it could be it could be an office it could be a gym it could be a baby's room and he's like well yeah it could be i'm almost ready to talk about having a baby does he say I'm almost ready to start talking about it? <laughs> yeah. It's like, um, okay, dude. That is the most non-committal answer. <laughs> yeah, you're married. <laughs> you should have that conversation. I'm definitely probably in the realm <laughs> yeah. of thinking about talking I'm about I'm almost it. being ready to talk about having a baby. I actually didn't hate Bradley Cooper as much as I think I could have. If he was played by somebody else like Ben Affleck, would you hate it? Would you have hated the character more? Like the character that Bradley Cooper played? Yeah. No, because I actually like Ben Affleck at that this time. This time frame? Yeah, this time frame. Like, really? Actually, yeah. He was really good looking. I mean, not that he's not, that, not that he's <laughs> terrible looking now, but like. Is that all you got? Like, he's attractive, guys. What's all the hate about? Yes. <laughs> That's it. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. Because this was. Well, he can, he's, okay. He's also one of the best actors in the movie. Him and Jennifer Aniston, I have to say. I will agree. They had the best chemistry as like one of the couples. They were my favorite couple. They were, they were the only couple that I really thought I could see this happening well, in they, real life. They lot. seemed real. They did seem very real. And maybe it's because they're the most seasoned actors of the bunch. But like there's that one scene where she walks in the room and she has she has the fight look. Every woman <laughs> has the fight look at some point. <laughs> and you know the eyes, the walk... <laughs> You know, Neil, Ben Affleck's character, he was putting up a picture. He didn't get his eyes on her in time. But like any guy, you see that walk, you're like, oh, shit. We're in a fight, and I don't know what I did yet. That's that's the worst. When she walks in the room, and she's got that look, and you're like, I don't know what I did wrong, but it's about to go down. Do I have that look? Oh, 100%. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I mean, not right now. <laughs> Occasionally, you'll have that right look. <laughs> and I actually really like that exchange, because she's like, what are you doing? And he's like, hanging a painting. Why? You told me to do it a week ago. I'm getting around to it. Which, like, I feel you, brah. I get it. And then she says, you need to stop doing nice things for me. His response, I feel like this is a trick. <laughs> and I'm like, that's a real combo that couples have. Yeah, I think so. It's true. And then and then there's always going to be something said that the guy just can't comprehend. Like, you need to stop doing nice things for me. And he's just like, I don't know what to do with that comment. You asked me to do this. (laughs) (laughs) What do you want from me? Classic guy. He's still like, a week ago she said put the picture up. I got around to it. It looks so... And then he says, like, yeah, it looks like a deflated boob, right? He's still, like, concentrating on the picture. Like, he still has I guess no idea that he's in a fight with his girlfriend. Because he didn't see the walk-in. Yeah, no, I guess not. <laughs> You're so right. He has no idea he's actually even in a fight with his girlfriend till she starts flipping out. Can we shout out the wedding and the uh, Wiccan she was sat next to? Oh my God, yes. The, yes, the Wiccan. So his name was Dan, and he's like, well, my name is not actually. Oh, I Dan. wrote it down. His name oh, is. What is it? Brother Phoenix Eastwood. Oh, that's phenomenal. <laughs> that's, that's great. Oh, that's, that's what happens though when you're single at a wedding. They just kind of group you all together. So I have been at that table once at a wedding. Oh, no. Um, 
I would like to consider myself not weird. And I don't well, think anyone you at the were put <laughs> in the table. So. so I don't think anyone at the table was weird. Um, but everyone was either like a significant other like that was standing in. So I had a like my boyfriend at the time. Here we go. The spin cycle. Why weren't you at a good had, table? Um, he was standing in the wedding party. So I was at the kind of what do we do with them table like it was just kind of right everyone left over the world the is, leftovers the leftovers yes <laughs> yeah. the yeah. world is full of dursleys and your harry potter living <laughs> under the staircase yeah there you go there it is. um i'm surprised that so ben affleck you love him mostly just for looks you're yeah. overlooking all of his well, horrible a good movie actor choices too. well yeah i mean he, he went through a phase where he didn't do great movies because i've got a theory that this movie was the first like the start of his Hey guys, I'm not that shitty actually. Cuz <laughs> I'm pretty I'm pretty okay. Yeah, I'm pretty okay. I'm pretty okay. Cuz he did Geely and Daredevil in 2003, which I think is the bottom you, you hit rock bottom, Ben. Okay, I really liked Daredevil. You liked Daredevil? Yeah, I liked the... Oh no. <laughs> I guess I'm like the only one. Yeah. Okay, well. But okay, so he does Geely and Daredevil in 2003. He kind of lays low for a while. Yeah, well, I would if it was that bad. Yeah. I guess. Uh, 2009, this comes out. The Town, amazing movie, directed by Ben Affleck. I've never seen it. It's 2010. Oh, it's a great movie. Argo is 2012. Mm, that's good. And I think that's kind of the, the, the rebirth cycle. Yeah. The rebirth. The Ben Affleck the rebirth. rebirth. Okay. Forget about the Daredevil the, stuff. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and then the only other person we have, I guess, is Mary. Mary. She gives terrible advice. <laughs> Hey, that guy who's married, who you kind of like, you should really go for that. Oh, my God. All-time worst rom-com advice. Well, yeah, and then Anna goes, oh, yeah, okay, I'm going to be obsessed with him and make him love me. And it's like, no, Anna, you shouldn't do that. You are a homewrecker. Can we talk about her for a moment? Okay. About uh, Anna or Mary? Yeah, Anna. well, we can okay. talk about Mary and Anna. But... Yeah, there's not much to talk about with Mary. Let's go to Anna. Anna's a terrible person. I really want... <laughs> To like her in this movie, but you can't make someone fall in love with you. Uh, I would argue Scarlett Johansson could make someone <laughs> fall in oh love. Oh my with god, her. <laughs> she's gorgeous. Okay, but like she's pursuing him, knowing he was, knowing he is married. That's literally yeah. one of the first things he says to her. Yes, after they talk in the alley a little bit, and then went above and beyond to make it happen. And then she thought that he was going to leave his wife for her. I mean, who knows if that would have actually happened. I don't know. But Homewrecker for sure. And then on the side has Connor Barry as the, the emotional, emotional support, support animal, animal <laughs> and foot massager. Yeah. But on the flip side of that, Bradley Cooper was just as bad because, Ooh. I mean, I don't know who's I'm worse. No, you know what? That's a good question. I think she is far more to blame than Ben in this. She has nothing to lose. So... For her, it's like, let's try and see how far I can get. That's right, yeah. For him, he has everything to lose. But he still does it anyway. And then continues the affair after he tells his wife. Yeah. God. Oh, my God, in that scene. Oh, God. Maybe we'll save that for best scenes. But I feel That's like... That's not a best scene. Uh, that it was is the not best a... scene for me. <laughs> what? <laughs> Just the drama. I was oh like, this is ridiculous. God. Let's do it right that now. Is... Okay, fine. So they... So he reveals... Ben reveals to his wife, Janine... I've been sleeping with somebody. After that moment, he's at his office with that other person, Anna, and they're about to, you know, get it on. Get it on. He's taking <laughs> off her clothes. Knock at the door. 
it's his wife, Janine. He's like, oh my God, Anna, get in the closet. Throws her in the closet. <laughs> Half naked. Half naked. Janine comes in, locks the door to the office, and proceeds to... Seduce him. Mount her husband. <laughs> um, And he, like, first of all, so many different ways you can play that. Just get out of the office. Your mistress is in the closet. Your wife's at the door. Hey, babe, just doing lunch. You want to you wanna walk with me? Just, just start walking out of the door. Don't open the door and let her come in. You're inviting danger into your world. And then they <laughs> proceed to have sex with the mistress half naked in the closet. Yeah, that was super awkward. What is so happening here? Awkward. Yeah, that was a lot. The last thing I'll say on this is uh, thank you to the writing staff who gave us the most stupidest line in the movie from Scarlett Johansson when they're at the pool. Oh my God. And yes. she's like, um, <laughs> she's like, you've got a, uh, a butt I want to dry hump yeah. is what she <laughs> says to him. I wonder if that was like actually in the script or if that was just her. She just said it? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, uh, I kind of hope that it's scripted. Because she's Scarlett Johansson and she's the only female that can get away with saying, you got a butt I want to dry hump. Yeah. It, she's the only person who can make that seem cute. <laughs> Any other woman says that to me, I'm like, you need to get the f- away from me, okay? That's weird. Not on board. Scarlett Johansson, I'd be like, Okay, I don't really get it, but why don't we why don't we explore those feelings? What what does that mean exactly? Yeah. Can we talk about where everyone works? Oh my god. Okay, so let's talk about where everyone works. We have no idea where Ben Affleck's character Neil works. Neil, we have no, no idea. idea. I would like to think that he works at a marina because he's always on a boat. He, he, like, he really yeah. loves the boat a lot. Bradley Cooper works for a music, music producing yeah, company. It's like a label. Anna is a yoga instructor and prospective pers- musician. Yeah trying to pursue a music career janine just works on decorating her house oh but she works oh, in the no, nutmeg factory right. okay it's not a nutmeg factory <laughs> i have a theory that where they work it's a wrong theory if it's not a nutmeg is factory. a candle company so okay. okay who works there beth jennifer aniston's character Gigi, jennifer goodwin and uh janine jennifer Connolly. yes all so, three of them work there, which I've, is an amazing work workspace. Yeah. Okay. So just the fact that they all work at a candle company intrigues me. It's not a candle company. I do believe it is. It's a nutmeg factory. So there's an amazing scene <laughs> where Gigi's been up all night thinking about this thing that Alex said about how he's just not that into or whatever. And, um, and she walks in and they're like, oh, honey, have you even started working on the nutmeg copy is what they say. And immediately I'm like, what the f*** is the nutmeg copy? Like, what are you talking about? But I think earlier in the movie, they talk about um, cinnamon, something about cinnamon. And like, I, I just, and, and the sign when you walked in, I mean, it didn't say candle company, but it said <laughs> something and it looked kind of rustic and it looked as if I could see that label on a candle. It reminds me of uh, Friends, how Chandler Bing's character, nobody knows what he does. And there's, there's that one episode where he's yelling at the guy on the phone. He's like, I'm looking at the weenus and I don't like the weenus. <laughs> it's like that when they're like, have you even started working on the nutmeg copy? <laughs> what, what is this? Shall we jump to, uh, what, oh, do we have quick facts? We do have some quick facts. The movie is actually based on a book, which is actually based off of a scene in a Sex in the City episode. Oh, where yeah. presumably somebody says... He's, He's just, just not, not that, that into you. you. I think so, yeah. I'm assuming to Miranda. Anyways, <laughs> just throwing that out there. Um, <laughs> so I'm not sure if um, you guys have gathered, but Gigi is not um, my most liked character. <laughs> um, but a lot of people actually would agree with me that they oh. didn't like Gigi. 
so the writers were um, actually pretty frustrated with how poorly Gigi's character was received by audiences because they thought that they were portraying somebody going through trying to find that special someone um that's what i got from it. yeah and like you know you go into your workplace if you work in an office you know you always have that person who's always talking who's single always talking about their love life going on and on and on and on about it yeah um so they thought that people would relate but they really didn't like her maybe because people are too much like her partially like watching the movie i was like oh my god this girl is a psycho like she, I think they took it a little bit too far. Like she was a lot. So Gigi's name was inspired by uh, one of the screenplay writers, Mark Silverstein's wife, Busy Phillips, and her baby blanket. So Gigi's name Kay. came from Busy Phillips' baby blanket, named Gigi. So, so Busy Phillips is in this movie. She's also in this movie. Yes, she's the hostess at Alex's bar. But so, so that woman had uh, a baby blanket in real life yeah. that she named yes 30 some odd years later they're like we're gonna put the name of that blanket <laughs> yeah. into a movie yes actually it's one of it's literally <laughs> oh the God. main characters yeah it's the main movie. character wow yeah yeah so that's okay. an interesting twist did you ever name your blankets when you were a kid i did not neither did i I don't even, I do not have my baby the blanket The name of anymore. a blanket? You couldn't think of something better? Like a dog? Or, yeah. Or, um, or even a child. Yeah, a cousin. Like something yeah. else. Not a blanket. Oh Inanimate God. object. Wow. What do we want to now? Okay, so I have one thing that I want to talk about. There's a point in the movie where Gigi goes on a date with a guy she met. <laughs> yeah. And she calls Alex from the uh, bathroom to ask him if the guy that she's currently on the date with is into her or not. He said that he's going to be out of town for the right. next few days and then he's going to be out of reach. And he goes, oh, he's not into you. Totally. She's she's kind of like, well, what am I supposed to do? And I'm stuck in the bathroom now because like, I'm in the bathroom, so what do I do? He says, oh, take your time. So she opens the cabinet in his bathroom and there's Crest White Strips. And so she's like, okay, I'm going to do some Crest White Strips. So my question to you is do you think the guy that is sitting in the living room thinks the girl is in the bathroom taking a dump? Ooh. First date. Never met before. Yeah, well, no, because it's the first date, I oh man, but like what are you doing in there though? First date, right? I'm assuming you're not pooping in my vicinity. I know that's probably a misogynistic way of going about <laughs> it, but that's I just assume girls are weird with that. So I'm assuming you're not gonna poop around me. Okay, well that's good because I would think that you would think that I was taking a dump. At the same time, 30 minutes in a bathroom, yeah, what right? else could you possibly be doing? Shaving your legs, but with what, you know? Yeah, I'm going to say a 60-40 um, no poop. Okay, I'm okay. Assuming I'm like, but there is a little bit of doubt in my mind, oh, she could be pooping. See, that is not what I thought, so that's good. Yeah. Hey, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I do have um, some of the best scenes in the movie. The movie does these little side clips of answering questions that are posed throughout the movie. So random people answer who aren't necessarily main characters. They're not really even in the movie. Side characters. One-off stories. Yeah, one-off stories. So if he's not calling you. <laughs> so a woman is sitting at a cafe oh, asking, man, <laughs> asking why they even invented caller ID. Saying that people have been answering their phones and not knowing who it is forever. So if a guy doesn't call you back... She would like the option to call him every 15 minutes without him knowing that it's her calling. Right. So, but having <laughs> caller ID, she feels like it would make her seem like a psycho. 
Oh, the worst. Uh, it does. Yeah, and you are. You are a psycho. <laughs> a big psycho. She was one of my favorites. The delivery she was amazing. Funny. Yes. So the second one is if he's not marrying you. Oh, I love these two. Okay, so these two ladies are sitting on a bench. They're absolutely hilarious. They're talking about how they've been dumped by every man they've ever been with and how the men say how they can convince a woman so skillfully that the women actually came up with the idea in the first place. As the ladies on the bench say, they Jedi mind trick you. Hell yeah. And they have lines like, you're perfect, but I have to work on myself. Or, I don't deserve you. Or, I am so jealous of the guy who gets to marry you. (laughs) And it's like, dude, um, it could have been you. It was supposed to be you. The funniest part is at the end when one of the ladies says, you need to run to the store, get some ribs and some ice cream because you've just been dumped. Have you ever used any of these lines? First off, I would marry that woman just because her her idea of a good time is ribs and ice cream. I know those are very very good, I mean, good things. Aside from the grocery store, like it, it, does she have like a DQ and a Montana Steakhouse side by side in her neighborhood she's that she's dealer. like She's a dealer for, for the sure, ribs and the ice sure. cream. She knows. <laughs> uh but yeah, yeah, as a guy, you da da da, you do that. You try and Jedi mind trick you depending on who's receiving the content. Really? Like if you have a girlfriend who you think mm, she might fly off the handle a little bit, you're never straight up about that. <laughs> I've never been good at like convincing them that it's their idea, but I've been good at convincing them that it's a good idea. You say things like, hey, we've been fighting a lot lately. And then they'll be like, yeah, we have been fighting a lot lately. Oh my God. And that, that's, you, you got them reeled in. <laughs> then, you, then the Jedi mind trick starts like, yeah. I, wow, that's weird that you think that too, you know? <laughs> and that's how you build out your story. Oh, okay, that's how it's done. It's only it's only in the event that I think I might catch a few punches or that my tires might be slashed. Right. Do I do I start Jedi mind tricking? Aside from that, you should be straight up. Okay, okay. But if if I think you're going to hit me. <laughs> oh my god. I'm going to convince you that <laughs> no. it was your idea a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the third one, if he's sleeping with someone else, a wealthy older woman, and she discusses the extramarital affairs and cheating her three ex-husbands had. The best part is at the end when she says that the entire time she's been married to all three of them, she's had several boyfriends along the way and has yet to be caught. She's a badass. She is a bad bitch. She reminds me of, uh, what's the mom in Gilmore Girls? Lorelai Gilmore. No, no, no. The, the mom, mom. Oh, Emily. Emily Gilmore. Emily. That's she the kind of does. vibe that chick yes, was giving yes. off. Yep. Totally rich from her three marriages so the last one is if she's not sleeping with you so a guy is by a peer saying how if a girl is into you she's sleeping with you if after months she's not sleeping with you she does not like you (laughs) so he has come up with signs that um if a girl calls you cuddly or dependable i feel like that's accurate yeah she's not into you if she pops a zit in front of you correct and if her name is amber or christine I think okay. he's been burned. Yeah. <laughs> and if she takes a dump in your bathroom. Oh. Or takes home leftovers on dates one, two, and three. Well, I disagree with that because I just think she's like, who's going to leave good food at a restaurant? If you're like, I- I'm going to do some take home. Hell yeah. I know. Go I crazy. like leftovers. Yeah. 
If it's good the first time, why wouldn't it be the second time? I want lunch for tomorrow. I want exactly. to save my money. I know. She's frugal. Then I'm like, oh, wow. She knows. She <laughs> She, she won't she... cost you money. Yes. Mm. Bingo. Yeah. Yeah. There it's you the go. the only Amber, though, I, I agree about. <laughs> so those, um, those were scenes in the movie that I really, really liked. Okay. Do you have a favorite or best scene? You know what? It's a best scene, but it's also an honorable mention. Oh, okay. I'm going to mold them into one because my honorable mention is going to... Javier. Oh, yeah, I like Janine's that. Janine's contractor. He was good. Who she absolutely blasts. Now, I didn't mention it before, but like Janine is one of my favorite characters when I first watched this. She was really intense. Yeah, she's super intense. She just had a vibe that I'm like, I, I could like this girl if she wasn't if she wasn't a psychopath. But, but not her fault. Bradley <laughs> Cooper is throwing her through the ringer, and he's also not having sex with her. If you weren't having sex, would you be a little bit agitated? Yeah. All the time. But I think she does have a little bit of OCD, and I'll get into this after oh, you yeah. tell me about your best scene. So the best scene is when um, <laughs> when Ben basically winds her up with the smoking story, being like, we got so many workers in here. One of them is definitely smoking. Meanwhile, he's still not having sex with her. So he's winding that toy army man up <laughs> and Janine walks up to Javier and she just blasts him and it's my favorite scene because this is how the conversation goes down Janine is like Javier if I that's my impression yeah. Javier if I asked you an honest question do you think you could give me an honest answer he says I think so good because I think some of your guys have been smoking <laughs> long pause Javier <laughs> and he's like is that a question yes Oh, it seemed like a statement. The question part was implied. I didn't really hear it in the inflection. Javier, have your guys been smoking or not? No, ma'am. My guys don't smoke on the job site. They're all good guys. <laughs> she goes on a tangent. Are you sure your guys aren't sneaking around here and smoking and lying to me and smoking? <laughs> I need you to be honest with me, Javier, because I can't have someone lying to me, to my face, under my roof, on my time. And all he says is, that's a lot of prepositions. <laughs> <laughs> it was such a good scene. I loved scene. it. And they do great work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before <laughs> that in the scene, she's just running her hand over wooden things, being like, he does good work. <laughs> and Javier would be like, ah, my guy does good work. Then she'd go over to something else, wouldn't be like, wow, good work. And be like, ah, my guy does good work. And then she just blasts him. She just flips the switch and is like, fucking smoking, Javier. Who's doing it? So it's Ben. It was Ben. Douchebag. And Poor so, Javier. I know, I know. So fast forward, like, I don't know, to almost the end of the movie. And Janine finds out that it's Ben who's smoking, <laughs> has her little freak out, starts taking his clothes out of the closet, throwing them down the stairs and taking all of his stuff out because, like, they're breaking up. Right. And because the hold on, because the uh, not having sex with you, but having sex with a mistress not not even comparable to you lied about smoking to me oh shit it's over yes like well, how is and, that <laughs> and the breaking it's point because her dad died of lung cancer right but yes there should have been a few other things still, that would have put her over the, the edge slide? yeah yeah so she she makes a huge mess breaks a mirror throws all of his clothes down the stairs and everything but then the next scene she goes back down and has neatly placed all of his clothes <laughs> in folded it all folded in very very neat little piles with a carton of cigarettes and a little card saying go for it i want a divorce 
And that's, okay, that's a new pack of cigarettes, too. So, so she went out. So she went out. <laughs> and got them. <laughs> to accomplish, <laughs> like, to really hammer home this message, she's like, I got to go to the store and grab a pack of smokes. Yeah, she knows that he's smoking. I think it was a carton smoking. of smokes, It actually. was a carton, yeah. <laughs> that's like 100 bucks. I know. <laughs> oh, man. I don't really have a what should have been. Is that what we're on now? Yeah, I don't have a what should have been either. I've got Ben and Anna. Yep. Uh, Bradley Cooper and Anna, they should probably be together they just do- because they're the same kind of style of shitty human. They deserve each other. Yeah, I think they're very vapid. Yeah. I actually think that's probably what ends up happening to them. Like, if we look 10 years down the road, he's rekindled things with her. Yeah. They probably have a couple babies who also end up being shitty little humans. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> But they probably do end up. I, I agree with that. They kind of hinted at that, that Janine yeah. was calling and he was, he ignored it because he was outside the yoga studio. So he tried. With Anna, which with, is really sad because he didn't even try to get back together with his wife. No. He just left and went to the yoga studio to try to get back with Anna, which again, he was a shitty character. But I, I still kind of liked him. There was just something about Bradley Cooper that... His frosted tips, wasn't it? <laughs> As a guy, I'm like, man, you're still pulling it off. Are you going to get frosted tips? you. I mean... I hope not. <laughs> I could not pull them off. Good. Not the way Bradley Cooper could. That oh, smile. God. The meat cute. He lets her go ahead of her in line. So overall, I think it's very rewatchable. I, I, I yeah. think it's rewatchable just because I think it's still a consistent theme of if the guy's not calling you, he's just not that into you. And yeah, I, I like agree. hearing that story again. Yeah, I think I think it's still very relevant to today and how in navigating the dating scene. Oh, shout outs to Mary, Drew Barrymore's yes. character, who was ahead of her time when she's complaining about messaging guys on MySpace. She's like, why can't they just call me or text me? It's like, oh, girl, you have no idea what's about to come. You got Tinder. You got Bumble. You got what? Ashley Madison. Plenty of fit. Do people use plenty of fish anymore? I think so. You got like 20 different dating Christian apps. Mingle. Christian, yeah. Christian Mingle, yeah, hundred percent. But what I don't, what what for me at the very end of the movie when Mary and Connor Barry get together, mm-hmm. what I don't get is how they've never met before because Anna is their is their common denominator. Anna knows Mary; she's friends with her, and Anna also hung out hung out with Connor and was emotionally supported by him like i don't understand how they were never how they never met but mary and connor end up together in the end no i agree with that because think of how many people have met our dog frankie you know if anna (laughs) has an adorable uh emotional support animal like connor you're gonna show that that thing off right Right. you gotta travel with him he's good arm candy yeah he's he's cute and compact oh my god and he just says all the things (laughs) that emotionally you want to hear yes yeah, I just don't understand how they never met. But, I mean, good for them that they ended up together. Um, I'm going to say very rewatchable. I enjoyed doing this one. Yeah, I liked this one, too. I have a love-hate relationship, but I would watch it again. I think most people... I actually mentioned this to somebody else that we were going to do this one. And they're like, oh, my God, I hate Gigi. So that's a, that's a very <laughs> universal you. thing. Well, this has been the Rom-Com Rewind Podcast. Thanks for listening. 